Good afternoon, and thanks for joining the Top 10% Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Carter. Today is Wednesday, March 20th, 2022. Um, Stay tuned. We've got a really special guest on uh, from the west side of the state and a large company for those of you that are wanting to do some self-filming and and whatnot, Um, Joe Coy from 4th Arrow. So stay tuned. (laughs) Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh my god. Look at that dog. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter, and uh, we have a special guest from over on the west side of the state here in Michigan with us uh, this week from uh, fourth arrow camera company um you know they've probably heard about their arms and anybody that's doing what we do is pretty familiar with their brand but uh, we want to welcome on joe coy from fourth arrow hey joe how you doing doing well thanks for having me yeah absolutely so we'll spin right into it tell me a little bit about we'll talk about you here in just a second as well kind of you know you know obviously fourth arrow big company on the self-filming market and we'll, we'll dig deep into that here shortly but tell me a little bit about you and your ties to fourth arrow and i guess give me a little bit of history so people are familiar with what uh you know where you came from as far as on the hunting industry side and everything else yeah for sure so i kind of um kind of grew up hunting it was it was something i always enjoyed doing um my my dad hunted my grand my grandpa both my grandpa's were uh, one was a diehard hunter, the other one hunted, wasn't as much of a diehard, but, um, so that's, it was something I always loved doing and was super passionate about, um, and then as I, um, I had the opportunity at one point to start doing some editing for Michigan Whitetail Pursuit, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with, um, yeah, one of my partners did some stuff with them too as well, yeah. so, okay, yeah, for sure. So that was a lot of fun. I had the opportunity to start doing some editing for them, and um, I really enjoyed that. Started filming a little bit on my own too, um, and then I had the opportunity to start um, working at Fourth Arrow, doing some marketing stuff, and it just kind of evolved into the role that I'm at today. And uh, so now I'm doing, um, you know, a lot of the video production side, uh, social media, marketing, all that type of stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to, uh, you know, work in the hunting industry and, um, really just, you're, you're doing stuff from day to day that you're, you're always super pumped and excited about and passionate about. So it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That passion has a tendency to really drive, you know, I mean, obviously my listeners that, that are on, that have listened before know that like normally my full-time gig is, 
you know, I work in insurance and that's a whole nother conversation and story, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is the, the passion that drives me is that outdoors hunting, fishing and all those things. And anybody that pretty much grew up in Michigan has had some sort of exposure, whether they're hunters or fishermen or not, or not, they've had so much exposure to the outdoors in one way, shape or form. We do live in a beautiful state and, uh, you know, there's a lot of political things we could, you know, people don't like about our state, but from a nature side and, um, you know, game wise things that we grew up on. I mean, I'm sure you would agree, Joe, there's a lot of things that we've, we've had experience with that a lot of people in other States and stuff wouldn't, you know, salmon and steelhead, you know, unless you're out West and, and, you know, granted we don't, we don't have the elk population and we don't have, but I mean, we have a lot of game, you know, that, that allows people to get out and use you guys' product to be able to film hunts and film, you know, the outdoor activities that they do with all the options and stuff that you guys have. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, you know, you said you started, you know, how long, how long you been in the industry? I mean, <laughs> so I want to, it's, I actually, it's going to be what, I think it's four years this year now. It's okay. hard to believe. Um, so yeah, I started working here at Fourth Arrow about four years ago and we've added, um, when I first started here, it was just Fourth Arrow camera arms and wind scent, which is our, electronic scent vaporizer which that has gone over really well that's been right. really cool to see that all take off and then also we added final rest shooting systems which is kind of another um another branch of all that which is a bunch of different gun rest systems kind of kind of just took took some of the principles and concepts that we learned from the stabilizing the camera side and kind of applied it to crossbows and rifles so um yeah it's been kind of fun to see the growth and we're always uh, playing around with new things and yeah it's it's fun yeah i like i i definitely like the the direction that the, your company is going with all the you know taking these different avenues and and trying to i guess dabble into each aspect of the industry and taking what your knowledge of the camera stuff um like you said and putting it into the gun rest things i mean everybody's familiar with like a caldwell sled or you know but nobody's mm-hmm. you know what i mean nobody's going to carry that right. into the woods <laughs> and the know, way... I know. Some of it's, yeah it's not packable <laughs> it's not user friendly <laughs> no and, and when you get down to it you know anybody that that needed stabilization things or anything out west or even in a box blind or having you know hunting yeah. we're big with promoting the youth and and having kids you know my boys in the box blind or anything and having them be stable is like you know, you know how that goes. I mean, it can be wild trying yeah. to get them to, you know, I got to seatbelt them yeah. into the, into the box blind yeah. to sit still. So, but yeah, so it's, it's a good thing. That's a good, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you guys are doing some things that way and it's definitely that company I feel, or that side of your company is going to grow, you know, exponentially with, with just the knowledge and the way that you guys have blown up, you know, from the fourth arrow side. So, I mean, what, yeah, it, it yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really fun, too, because, like, we look at any any aspect of anything, whether it's scent, whether it's camera arms, whether it's street dress, whatever it is, and we, just, we don't just want to copy what other guys are doing. Usually, the reason we create a product is because we're out hunting, and we're like, Why, we need something that works better for this, <laughs> you know? So, well, it's, that's kind yeah, of the it's fun a failed part function, right? We're all hunters. We're all just, like, we're, we're just trying to solve our problems that we face as we go out there and hunt from day to day, and um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it too. Like I, you know, I tell the guys a lot of times when we're talking about different things or my, you know, my kids, I mean, you know, failure is just finding failure is just finding a new way to do it better. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those right. things that, and, and I think you guys have come that way too, is with the reduction of weight and all the different things that have went into the arm design. I mean, and we might as well, we're right there. So we might as well talk a little bit about that with the new talent and the 3.0 bases and anybody that's familiar with your stuff knows that the 2.0 base was, um, it was lighter than some other stuff out there, but we all know <laughs> that it was still pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Maybe for your listeners, I'll just kind of break down, give you just a brief history, kind of where it all started on the camera arm side, and then we'll kind of just lead into where we're at today. So that works. We actually we actually started on the camera arm side when we were <laughs> trying to do some filming for the wind set side, and the <laughs> filming gear that was out there was just like, oh, it was so annoying. It was heavy. It was bulky. Um, it was for us. A lot of us are hunting private ground where we're at right here. Um, some of us hunt public as well in some other spots, but, um, you know, the lion's share of what our main core group of guys do is private. And, you know, you'll be going back to the same tree, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times, right? And you, each time you have to set up the base, set up your whole setup. So it's just like, ah, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Sure. And then if you're a running gun hunter, you know, if you just pick a spot to go hunt and you're trying to find a tree, um, sometimes that tree is not perfectly level or sometimes there'll be too many side branches coming off where there's not really a good spot to mount a camera. So we basically looked at it and said, okay, there's gotta be something better. And, um, our, our group of guys here that designed it, um, they're like, Oh, what happens if we, let's make it where you can level on any tree. That would be amazing. And also let's, let's make it so we can preset our bases even before the season starts if we want to. Right. So that's kind of that's kind of the principles on how it all started. So we created a, like you said, uh, 1.0 shoulder, 2.0 shoulder. Both those are very similar, um, just some minor differences between those two. Basically, it's a ball joint system. So mm-hmm. with that system, you can get it level on any tree, any angle. Um, and then we had those preset bases you could set ahead of time, then just slide your shoulder and get it level. And it just makes your whole setup process so much easier. Um, Faster, too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're not running the ratchet strap or another type of strap, you know, each time you go out. So it, it's really convenient that way. But So then, then of course, you know, there's always room for improvement. So sure. we were super excited. Um, man, I want to say it was two years ago, man, right around this time when we released our new 3.0 shoulder system. Mm-hmm. And that has gone over incredibly well. Basically... Anyone familiar with the 1.0 and 2.0 shoulder, you had to use a tool on the back to tighten and loosen the shoulder so you can get it level. It was like um, a screwdriver new... tool without a, you know, without a tip, whether a Phillips or a flathead or whatever. It was just basically like a straight shaft screwdriver tool, correct? R- correct, yep. Okay. And some guys complain, you know, just kind of <laughs> dangle there, you know, and it was a little clumsy. I mean, it worked leveling-wise. It was phenomenal. Um, you could get that shoulder level anywhere, and it would hold a ton of weight. Um, but we wanted to improve that system. So um, we created a system that's now toolless. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's just a small knob on the side. You just loosen it up, and then you it still has the whole ball joint system. So you can get that um, setup level. You can mount that base upside down, sideways, whatever angle, and you're going to get level. So um, still holding, like, the same amount of weight as our own system. So we were super excited to come out with that. It made my life so much easier on the woods filming. 
And uh, and then the other thing, as you mentioned, we came out with what's called the talent. So, you know, as as mobile hunting has become, it seems to be becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dabbled into it a little bit myself on the whole saddle side as well. And there's a lot of guys that, you know, they're, whether they're mobile hunting or they're hunting public ground where they can't preset bases and they need to take the whole setup and take it out. So right. we developed the talon, which basically bolts to the back of the shoulder, makes the shoulder and the base all one piece. And then it has teeth that fold out. So basically the claws of the base fold out and um, go up against the tree and then you can fold them back in. And it just makes the whole setup super packable, um, keeps anything from, you know, puncturing your backpack. It just, it's lighter, it's more compact and it's just, it's just easier to use for all those type of guys. So that's been super popular with the whole saddle hunting uh, revolution and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I really like that, that whole setup too. I mean, I think that for myself, multi-states and things like that, there's a lot of stuff that I don't always set sets in you know illinois or indiana or you know kentucky or any of those places that we run to we don't always leave a fixed set there we you know we don't always have everything ready you know to go so we're doing a little bit of that you know not even to the saddle side but um you know we're we're also going to dabble in that a lot more this year as well myself included and it's it makes it so much easier to carry something that's the size of the talon and shoulder assembly in and, you know, it's all right if you're going to be there for the weekend, you can still leave it or whatever or a couple of days. But mm-hmm. but nonetheless, I mean, it just makes it so much more packable, like you said. I mean, I can remember carrying another brand's arm in and <laughs> I needed a whole other backpack. And I, at times I wanted a wheelbarrow or a trailer or something to drag it in. You know what I mean? So and, right. it, and then the adjustability was not there. And, and I right. think that's yep. the big thing. And, and for the guys and gals that are listening to us that are familiar with. Um, that maybe aren't familiar with your systems or that shoulder and that ball and socket type setup, it's very similar to what um, like a ball head on like a tripod that a lot of my coyote guys are real familiar with, you know, just with that, you know, pivot and locking area to be able to get that thing level and, and anything. It's a, it's a great deal. It's a great system. Like I like a lot of things about it and the amount of weight. A lot of guys run a big lenses with DSLRs you know, it holds a ton depending on, you know, which arm, you know, obviously when you get something that's sticking out there, you know, four or five feet, that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna work, you know, but I mean, you guys have something for that for POV guys and everything and we can talk yeah, about yep, that, yep. the outreach arm or whatever. We can talk about that a little bit too, yep. but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of options for, for each hunter. And I think the best thing is, you know, and obviously we'll talk about that a little bit more too, but you know, to get in and, and see your product anywhere that they can if they're not, not local to our store, you know, in Coldwater, but if they're not local to headquarters, but, you know, come on in, check it out, see the arms, see which one fits you best. Um, you know, we're, we're setting up a display at the store. You know, obviously we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as far as us, us doing, um, you know, our, our relationship together and, and selling Fort Thero product yeah, in the sure. store. But I think that we're going to build a, you know, a setup so people can, you know, stand next to it at body level to kind of give them the idea of if I'm standing in a saddle or I'm standing in, you know, on a platform to be able to have some adjustability and understand, you know, I want the 29 inch triple, you know, mini talent or, or I want a stiff arm or I want, you know, I want to try the new ghost or, you know, and these are all just different things and, and you can give away your website at this point if they want to see these things while they're listening, um, which is 
Yeah, so you can go to fourtharrowcamarms.com. That'll show all the different arm options we got there. So Okay. And then from there, you can, you can also get to the final rest and win scent and everything as, as well, guys. Correct, so, yep. You know, and, and I think I think there's a lot to be said, and I know you guys are constantly developing. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head earlier. Is is you guys are are out there using it for personal function as well as, you know, for you know to market it to other people that are wanting to do the same thing. And and um, we can spin into we've talked about tree stands. Let's you know let's talk about turkey seasons around the corner. Let's talk about what you guys have for turkey hunting as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, like I said, like I said, we don't we we first started with the whole um, tree arm side of things, but also you know a lot of us are diehard turkey hunters mm-hmm. in our group, um, especially in the MWP side, and um, so we're like, man, there's got to be a better way to film out of a pop up blind for turkey hunting. Um, usually, guys would just use like a tripod type setup in the blind, yep. um, which a lot of us we really enjoy taking out other people turkey hunting, right? It's yep. so much fun. I love Take to call birds out. somebody it's, else, yeah. It's just a phenomenal experience to be able to call in a bird, you know, have them put on a show in front of the decoys and share that with some other people is a blast. So a lot of us would get in the type of situation where we would get in a crowded little pop-up blind and it's just like it was hard to move the camera around well in that blind with the tripod legs kind of in the way mm-hmm. you get the blind spots, like the corners of your blind that, you know, are in the way you can't quite video right there. So there's a couple of things we came out with to kind of solve some of those issues that we saw. First off, we came out with what's called our pillar kit. So basically mm-hmm. if you can imagine a, just like a regular monopod, right. Yep. And then that monopod, we have a pillar bracket that clamps to the top of the monopod and you can use this pillar kit either in like a box blind. You can clamp it right to the shelf of your blind. Okay. Um, or you can use it with what's called our tripod adapter, um, which is going to clamp basically to the cross pieces of hub style pop-up blind. And then that creates a shelf for that clamp to clamp to, right? So basically what you're doing is you have a monopod and you're using, um, you know, the structure of the blind itself to support your camera system. Um, and then we came out with, um, the Rex arm, which is a short, like 10 inch arm that you can then mount on top of the monopod. So what you did there, basically you, you got rid of all that, you know, you, you freed up a bunch of room in that blind that that tripod originally hogged up. Right. And now right. you have a setup coming off the wall with a 10 inch arm that gives you that range of motion. You need to just kind of move that camera around, um, wherever you need it. So that went over really well. That was pretty exciting to, to get that one out there. And then we also, for the guys that still want to use a tripod, you know, there are certain situations where, you know, tripods just what you have to use, right? Right, um, right. And then we had, we came out with, you know, just putting the Rex arm right on your tripod. So all those blind spots are no more, right? You can just, you have basically 20 inches right to left that you can move that camera setup when you're using um, the Rex arm on a tripod. Yeah, um, that's, it's huge. And, then, and, and for bow hunting side, like, you know, you and I both know that when you get a bow in a blind and you got one guy or two guys or you're trying to sell film and you add a mm-hmm. tripod and now you got, you know, 25 inches of tripod legs taken up, a, you know, you know, one area in there, it can be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, now, granted, the brown blinds out there have became... 400 times bigger than what they used to be <laughs> when we true. started some but pretty big ones now uh, but but yeah i mean i i love that that whole idea of you know and another thing and, and i've even used my my one arm on 
with that tripod adapter and made, you know, kind of my own makeshift type setup for, you know, I have a bigger box blind that's hard for me to maneuver if I have the kids in there. So I use the longer arm. So I've got, I mean, it doesn't necessarily work perfectly, but I think obviously, you know, it, it has worked well, but I think now we're going to add in those, those fixed mounts so that we can run that arm right inside of the, that box blind. Cause it's you know, the way that it's built that way I can have a little more stability, but I think that, you know, even the clamp system works good in my, in my hub blinds, but I, it just didn't right. work as good in that box blind cause there wasn't anything to clamp it to. So we just improvised right. and, but now with the brackets you guys have come out with, and, you know, obviously guys check that out on the website and you can see what I'm talking about for any of you guys, especially Michigan guys that run fixed box blinds and they like to film out of them. It's, that's a game changer with that being able to bolt right to the side of, you know, your box or you guys have a bunch of different options, rail kits and everything like that, that, you know, I think I even seen something the other day where you guys have something where you can mount it to like a side by side so that you could, you know, mm-hmm. which would be, yep. be sweet for <laughs> yeah. running it like on like running a spotting scope out West or, you know, that'd be right. pretty, pretty awesome. For sure. Yeah. On that side of it, I'll just, yeah. I mean, basically in my, I, I usually build all my blinds myself, right? So I, sure. got a bunch of, I got some wooden box blinds out there and it's nice to just have that bracket. You can just screw right in the wall and get it level, screw it in. And then I usually just run my stiff arm mm-hmm. in my big wooden blind, right? That's what I, yeah, that's what I've <laughs> I'll been doing too. run my big camera arm and I'm ready to go. Yep. Uh, yeah. So one other thing I wanted to mention, though, while we're on the topic of film and turkey hunts, um, a more recent release, I want to say it was a couple of years ago now, um, we released a monopod steak. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for the guys that are more run and gun, uh, turkey hunters, um, basically that steak just goes in right at the bottom of your monopod. And I love that setup. I'm usually a running gun turkey hunter, honestly, at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I love running gun turkey hunting. I think and that's I'm a lot of our guys run that the way, <laughs> the same way too. And I, you know, yeah. talk about dimensions on that monopod too, because a lot of times, you, you talk about run and gun. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are like, oh, well, isn't it, you know, is it going to be too low? Is it going to be too high? I, I've had it in my hand and, and used it. So I can tell you guys out there that it's great position wise. I'm a pretty big guy. I mean, I'm six foot tall and, you know, 200 pounds. So, I mean, but there's, there's some smaller guys out there that hunt on our group uh, of guys at top 10 that, you know, run and stuff like that. It works good for them even being shorter or, you know, so yeah. what, are, what are the dimensions and stuff of that, Joe? And, and the, you know, it works for standing as well as sitting once you get that right. uh, that stake in the ground. Right, right. So basically, all claps down, it's going to be 19 inches long, just yep. the monopod itself. The stake is going to stick out beyond that, but if you stake that in the ground, you're going to be 19 inches tall, basically, in the lowest position. So right. sometimes uh, that's honestly what I do, where I'll do it a little bit higher. If I'm, you know, up against a tree, and I'm just sitting right on the ground. Um, sometimes that's the position I run it in. Um, but it does extend up to five feet tall, which is plenty tall for yeah. for filming most anything that you're going to film with just a monopod. So Well, yeah, um, and it gets a little yeah. unstable at the five. You know, I've noticed, too, when you fully extend it, if you've got a big, if right. you're running a big lens and you're hunting, you know, mm-hmm. and we run timber and field edge a lot, too. And then I know when I get down south, I mean, a lot of the stuff that Dad and I are hunting on is is going to be you know, fields and everything. So I'm running a bigger lens. So I just don't like to, you know, extend it that high unless I'm standing right there next to it. And that's usually only when I'm just running camera and I'm not, you know, I'm not actually right, myself right. too. Exactly. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it gets a little, you know, just want to be careful. 
you know, obviously. We'll right. Yeah. Cause most of us sell filmers, you know, we got these small little handy cams and <laughs> that's not usually as much of an issue for, for the, for, the, for a lot of guys, but yeah. 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 And, and I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, if you're running small cameras or you're running, you know, anything like that, it's going to be perfect even at that full extension. And I mean, I, I think there's, there's a lot of options as far as things go with that, um, that, you know, with that state kit that really makes that, um, very versatile, even in a lot of guys that run, um, even some run and gun stuff for, for deer or, you know, or if you're, you know, we could talk about something different with a bigger foot pattern or whatever for even some March hunting stuff for hunting ducks or anything, you know, there's a lot of versatility with the stuff that you guys have. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I know like a monopod is usually my go-to out West too. I've been on a couple of Archie elk hunts out there. I went out there and just filmed for one week and mm-hmm. uh, the monopod was super nice. Cause you know, if, if you're just filming someone else, you don't necessarily always need a tripod unless you're no. really zooming in a long ways. Right. So if you're carrying something around all day, I'd whole rather I'd whole lot rather carry the monopod than a big tripod. Yeah, me too. And carrying like just running everything like on a small rig or something like that where I can carry it mm-hmm. in my hand. And like you said, with that, the good thing for me is with my arm down to my side with a small rig on the camera and that thing collapsed completely. It's still, I mean, I don't know. I haven't tried to do it with the stake on it, but I know with my monopod without the stake, it didn't, you know, it wasn't touching the ground with that small rig. So I could still carry it that way underneath mm-hmm. there. Um, there's right. another, there's For another sure. thing that you and I could talk about on, on something that will, I'll help you on too, that I've done to mine that has allowed me even a little bit more versatility. So if the stake did touch, it wouldn't make a difference because of the way that I've, I've got it set up. So um, just something that I developed with a almost like a small ball head um, adapter off of another another tripod that I had here at the house that worked really, really oh, cool. good. Yeah, so it allows me to move that stake right out of the way when I wasn't using it. So Ah, nice. You know yeah, that's I mean? the fun thing. With, with the whole camera side of things, there's so many little accessories and Oh, God. Everybody can kind of customize it, you know, exactly how they want it. Yeah, you could get lost on Amazon when you put in camera accessories, for sure. <laughs> exactly, that's you for know. sure. And I think I think there, it says a lot. You know, there's a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people doing the same things that, that we're doing and, and just getting out there. And what I encourage, too, is people, and, and I know you will, too, anybody that picks up a camera to film hunts and, and has spent any time in the video editing world or the picture world at all, I mean, and nowadays with the adaption of super, super um, premier cameras on all of the, you know, the smartphones, everybody's taking pictures and filming video and there's so many different ways and it's so fun to just, you know, what can you do? Challenge yourself. You know, I, I seen something the other day where it was, it was like a game of like, they send you a thing and, you know, you you take a picture and like in order to move up to the level, like when you submit your picture, it has to have all these different aspects in it. And next thing you know, after you're messing with it for 10, 15 minutes, you've got 20 absolutely awesome pictures or video that, you know, is showing. So there's a lot of things out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think at the end of the day, it's just gotten, it's gotten easier and more accessible for anybody that wants to film to film. You know, you don't have to have your own TV show to film your hunt. You know, most of us, we're just doing it to, you know, capture those special moments, be able to show those, you know, that those cool hunts, your buddies, um, and be able to review shot placement for me personally. That's yep. a huge one. Amen, and you can brother. do all of that stuff with, <laughs> especially archery hunts or you thought you can do it with a cell phone. Those cell phone cameras are getting so good these days that, I um, mean, that's kind of why 
Um, we came out with um, our baton arm last year, which is our kind of our entry level um, camera arm for yeah. for just regular tree stands and stuff. And that arm doesn't have all the bells and whistles as some of our other ones, um, but it's most anybody that's just kind of dabbling into it a little bit needs. It's got some great leveling up and down. You have to mount it on the tree straight, right and left, but it has a bunch of up and down leveling. Um, and then we have, you can also get our mini head with our phone mount just, um, right in the kit. So, mm-hmm. um, for anybody that just wants, if you're just interested in playing with it a little bit or dabbling, um, in the filming side, you know, we, we wanted to get an option for the people that just want to start using their cell phone and, right. you know, anybody that's thinking about it, I encourage you to do it. I think you'll find it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a little bit of extra work, right? You, yeah. You're going to have to take an arm out there, but with just having literally one small camera arm in your cell phone, it makes it so easy. So yeah. there's there's no reason why, you know, anybody, you know, shouldn't do it anymore. It's a blast. Yeah, I, I think you touched on something that is is major for me and especially archery hunting. I mean, we I wouldn't say that we don't need it in other aspects, but two things that are the most important for me is obviously I want to get the footage and, and be able to see you know, well, three things, I guess, because obviously we want to put it out for our show, you know, follow us on on carbon or YouTube or anywhere guys, but we want to get it out for that. But we also, we want to be able to capture, I want to be able to capture the hunts with my kids or, or the other half or, or any of those things. But more importantly, when I'm out there by myself, like you said, a lot of times, if I'm not, um, you know, I'm not running a big camera, I've still got a camera. I'm still running something, even the little camera that I have, or we're running a POV camera, you know, like a GoPro or something, and we'll talk about that and what you guys have for that in just a second. But you said it right out of the gate there, shot placement. It's so much of an important thing to be able to look back and go, okay, this was the shot was two inches back on a deer or three inches back or two inches high, and I need to wait you know, longer. We've all done that where we went after a deer, especially archery hunting a little too soon. And we bumped the deer, we done those things. And, you know, it just helps so much more to be able to slow that down and look at, you know, what, what happened and and go back to it. And and we're all hyped up and adrenaline's going. So, you know what I mean? Like we forget. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Shot was money, but I I think I made a good hit, but you, you don't, really know unless you can slow it, slow it down and do it frame by frame but yeah i can't emphasize that fact enough for sure that it's 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 saved me so sometimes it's like it's it's so vital to be able to have that right um be able to just slow that down and see really what happened <laughs> right yeah i mean I, I i look back at you know we'll talk about a hunt i had just just this last year in illinois where it's funny because you scott and i were talking about this yesterday is um you know, you look at, you look at things and, and, and even my other, my other hunting partner, we were talking about it as well. And, and I said, you know, I, my habit is to wait, you know, nowadays after so much of that for so long. And unfortunately I didn't get this hunt on film. It was kind of a weird, um, a weird scenario. I was in a tree that, um, wasn't really conducive to filming. Um, at, at that point I did not have your arm, shame on me. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have it with me. I left my other tote and I didn't have the, the other camera with me as well. I left the other tote for whatever reason back in Michigan and I was, it was kind of not really anticipating it, but the shot was, I mean, it was, it was a textbook shot. Perfect. Double long, you know, in the deer went a total of like, I think it was like 40 yards. He never got out of the field. It was on a field edge. Yeah. I mean, he 
on the run, never made it to the field edge. He had about another 30 yards before he even got into the woods. But being the trying to be the ethical bow hunter, I I didn't have the footage, so I get down and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait. You know, I'm pretty sure it was a good shot. You know, I felt good about it. You know, obviously we replay those things back in our head twenty thousand times. Um, and because of it being in a, on a field edge, I didn't get down. I didn't go check the arrow. I didn't do any of that. I looked at the arrow through the binoculars, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to back out. So I slip back out. I leave leave the farm, and I wait four or five hours. I mean, it was an evening you know evening hunt, so I'm like, well, I'll just go back about you know one two o'clock in the morning. You know that way I've got plenty of time that <laughs> you know this this deer you know had to expire. Well, I get back out there and, and you know, I, I walk like literally 20 steps and I flashlight up and I'm like, he's laying in the field. I'm like, oh, wow. And I had, you know what I mean? And I couldn't, the way it was, the way it was, I couldn't see, I didn't see him go down, you know, because of, you know, it was early enough in the year that there was foliage and everything on the tree. But had I had that footage and been able to review that, it would have been something that I could have went, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't need to wait, you know, four five, six, eight hours to go back and pursue this deer, you know, or I might've been a little more, you know, conducive to trying to see where after the shot or been able to see where he ran off or maybe even see him go down on, on camera. I mean, I've had that happen before where I didn't see it, but I've been filming and see the deer go down and went back and right. watched it later and go, Oh, he went down right there. What happened? Yeah. You know, yeah, so, <laughs> we, we, I've seen the same thing. You've seen the exact same thing for sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's huge guys. Make sure, you know, get, get yourself out there and you, you'll enjoy it, you know, and, and, you know, guys that have GoPros and things like that, let's, uh, let's talk about what they can do. Cause you, you know, obviously you can run that on the small baton arm, um, which the price point on that thing to get started is great. But, um, and we won't get into prices and everything like that because that's just extra stuff. They can look at the website for all that, for all those things. And if they've got questions, you know, they can also email you guys, and you guys are pretty quick to respond. Yeah, and for get sure. Back, yep. You know, absolutely. And tell op- And the other thing before we get into the POV thing, guys, if you already have their stuff, one thing that's huge is, and, and Joe can vouch for those guys on this too, is if you have a part or a component that you need, or you need extra components or something like that reach out to them because a lot of the stuff that they have available isn't necessarily, I know long before Joe and I chatted, somebody helped me out with something at the company that um, was a piece that I don't know if I'd lost it or it came off in a pack, but it was just a, a small little piece of my bracket. And you know, you guys were great and sent it out to me immediately. So there's lots of parts and components that if you run into something that they can take care of as well. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So POV stuff um let's talk about the outreach arm yeah for sure so the outreach arm um super cool because you know when it comes to second angles especially in a tree stand you know we've all for a lot of us you know we're trying to capture some unique angle right that people haven't seen before right there's there's so much hunting tv there's so much other you know content people are exposed to you know we want to just have that creative edge right with with our content yeah if you don't have that if you don't have that now, you and I both know you're, you know what I mean? You just get skipped right over if you don't have something exactly. that's unique. Yeah, because th- there's just so much saturation out there of content, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the cool thing about the outreach arm is um, you can basically extend your GoPro out to six feet. So 
I've seen some super cool angles that guys have done with this. Yeah, I've seen too. some guys do it from even underneath. Some guys do it from way up above, looking straight down. Some like sideways. Some guys will push, position it kind of like behind them to so get like the over the shoulder view, mm-hmm. so that they have like the view of you know them drawing their bow back and. You know, even if they didn't get a perfect, you know, shot on film with their main camera, they might have it as a backup, right? Yep. As with that, with the GoPro, right, on the Outreach or whatever Tacticam, whatever second angle you have, right? So it's just a really cool tool to have um, in your bag for for creating some really unique um, second angles. And I know some guys, you know, it's it's basically a six foot long selfie stick with a tree base, right? And yep. some guys they've <laughs> they've mounted it to their fishing boats and like all these other stuff. Cause it's just a, it's a super versatile little piece and you know, Hey, you can use it for stuff other than just uh, filming your hunts too. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a cool sure. add to, to the arsenal of fourth arrow stuff for sure. I think that the other thing too, that, that I tried with the one I have is I've put a second, you know, we obviously run the GoPro for one angle, but the, I even zip tied another mount to um, down closer to the base. So I'm getting, you know, basically two different options off of, you know, because you're getting one angle that's kind of the down angle, and then you're getting, I've got a straight down angle, you know, so there's really, there's 10,000 different things you can do with it. But I think from a filming mm-hmm. standpoint, and you and I will talk about some filming stuff next, I think, because you've done some pretty cool films, and, and I've seen some of the stuff that you've done, and We'll talk about that, but I think, and, and kind of spin out of the, the tech side from people real quick, but <laughs> I think that um, we we just, as, as creators, and, and you'll vouch for me on this one, as creators with us at Top 10, and myself included, we're trying to, like you said already, trying to do something different. We want a different angle, we want a different mm-hmm. approach. How can we... I guess, and I hate to say this, one up the other guy that's out there doing that, but that's what we want to do. You got to give them a reason to watch you. you (laughs) Right, you do. And and our thing too is within the, within the group, we're like, oh, well, you know, check out this angle that I got. You didn't get this one on that kill. You know what I mean? So we try and, we try and do things within our group as well, but you know, we're constantly innovating and trying to look at different things and there's 10,000 different ideas that, that you and I can talk about off record. Um, over some things that, you know, me dabbling in the fishing world and things like that, where I see some stuff that fourth arrow has some options, you know, that you really could do some different things that I've done that mm-hmm. that's a whole nother story. We won't get into that, but <laughs> so uh, for sure. let's talk about, um, let's talk about you and, and a little bit more and tell me a little more. I mean, we'll, let's talk in some, you know, some achievements, some hunting achievements and, I know you and I talked before and you're, you're looking forward to, to killing an elk in the fall. And that's kind of my thing too. I'm hoping September I can get out there and get an elk or muley in, in Colorado. But, um, what about, uh, the film side for you? I seen a pretty sweet video that, um, you had over there in the, uh, on YouTube with the Badlands, you know, film festival. Yeah. Badlands film Fest, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I really enjoy doing the whole film side of it, you know, just adding in, you know, basic, you know, hunt to, you know, put up on your YouTube channel. That's mm-hmm. a blast, but to be able to really fine tune a hunt and make it into a fun, you know, 
story, right? That tells a compelling story, right? Complete so package, that, yeah. I really enjoy that side of it as well. Um, we've, we've entered a couple of different films into the Badlands Film Festival, which if any of you guys aren't familiar with that, that's a, um, usually a Friday night, Saturday night event. Um, one of the other usually of down at the ATA show in mm-hmm. January every year put on by the guys of a Badlands. Usually a great night. Um, a lot of cool, cool hunting films are submitted. Um, normally, um, if you're when you're there, you actually vote for uh, you actually vote for the winner of the film. Um, mm-hmm. um, so it's the audience votes, which it makes it a lot of fun. Um, they did it. Let's see, over COVID when ATA was canceled, um, they didn't vote. Um, they didn't have the people vote because they didn't have people present at the thing. Right, but right. Um, it, it's a really fun event, and we we've been able to actually get a couple of different films submitted into that, which has been a blast. The first one. Um, you'll have to check it out. It's on up on our YouTube page on Fourth Arrow. Uh, it's called Nickel. Um, it's a pretty cool bear hunt story. Um, you'll definitely have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Kind of a kind of a more seriously themed one, uh, but tells a, a good a good story and good message there. Sure. And then the <laughs> the one that I sent you the link of, and maybe you've seen it prior. Um, we uh, were just having a little bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> so and that's that's what it's about, it's, though. It's, that's that's the awesome it part. It is, man. <laughs> Uh, so it's called Accordion Joe, so you can look it up. Um, it's on our Michigan Way to Pursuit page. It's also on our Fourth Arrow page as well. Uh, so basically, um, let's just say there's an accordion in the bear woods, and it's it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. So you'll, you'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah, guys, that, check it out. That film like... was a lot of work, even though it was a short film. It's only like four minutes. It still is a lot of work to put together. But uh, I think people will enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, and I've seen the other one as well, which is which is good. I like the story. But it's like you said, you're, you're creating a compelling story and, and making – um, you know, something captivating that that's going to draw your audience in and make them, you know, hang on for, you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a short one, four or five minutes, but if it's something that is different or something that you created or, and maybe it's not necessarily for Badlands, but maybe it's for, you know, just, you want to show your family at Christmas time, you know, everybody's a family gathering or, you know, family reunion and you guys are all sitting around a TV and bragging about what happened in the fall or the spring during Turkey season. You've got that footage you can, you know, and dabble in. There's so much inexpensive editing software and things that people can get and get involved. Mm-hmm. But from the same retrospect, that's why we would do, we do what we do. We just enjoy putting out the footage and, and, you know, capturing, you know, the hunts and the camaraderie and, you know, trying to put, put together, you know, just the ultimate package in, in, in something and, um, what they do with that Badlands festival and the stuff that comes in there, seeing a bunch of that stuff. And it's, it's, some of it's funny, some of it's more serious and it's, it's a good thing that they do and it, it keeps people doing um doing the fun stuff like in Cordy and joe and and things like that too yeah. it keeps, keeps you and guys and I think, you and i guys like us that keeps us busy trying to think of how can we do something crazy and bizarre for next <laughs> exactly, year exactly exactly yeah so. it, it's a lot of fun and i think it really it boils down to it gives us an opportunity to also just represent the whole hunting community right, right and right. to be able to put good content out there people so many people so many times people don't understand what hunting to us is really all about they don't understand that it's so woven into our lives it's so much part of our story it's um and we just when you film you have that opportunity to you know show people what it's really all about you know it's not just about killing an animal 
Right. Um, even though that's what you sure like to do that. Yeah, um, the harvest is <laughs> the harvest is just a small fraction of it, and that's what I tell yeah, the guys. For you sure. know, we we just we we're trying to get together on on some things in in house headquarters, and that's what we've been talking about. Is is you know, there's so much more um, things that bring that together, and you know, the camaraderie, or whether it's just footage of you know, I've seen a video that was submitted, and you may have seen it too, that was submitted to Badlands, that was basically a, like a deer camp story. I don't think, and I'd have, I don't even remember. That's that's the compelling part of it is I don't even remember if anybody harvested a deer in that short <laughs> film. It was like seven minutes right. long, and it just went through like. And coming from here, as you know, um, Michigan guys were accustomed to like what we grew up doing the deer camp thing, and even if we don't do it now, we still have some sort of you know opening day traditions and things of that nature that that come into play and it was it was one of those things that sucked me in through all that and it had funny in it it had you know it had some you know some serious and it had some you know it was a really good piece that didn't have anything to do with you know the actual harvest and like i said if it did i i missed that part at the end maybe it's at the end and they got a buck pole or something but i don't i, I missed <laughs> yeah it. i remember that film but i I'm, I'm right there with you i don't remember exactly uh if the animal was harvested or not but yeah. what, which is which says a lot about the person that you know that built that that structure and they created that compelling interest and, and obviously like i said it sucked you and i in just because of our history and our background but um so sweet so yeah i mean so obviously we want people to get out there and try new things and um so what else is coming for you on the on the outdoor side outside of the uh outside of the walls of fourth arrow what do you got coming up i mean obviously turkey season's right around the corner for us you got any yeah, big, big yeah. plans i uh, so yeah, turkey season's coming up, and after that point, um, just shooting my bow a lot, trying to get ready for uh, the big elk hunt this fall. So last year we went out to actually the last two years I went out to Montana. The first year I just went out there to strictly film, had a lot of fun, um, got to film one miss. Oh, that was oh, a heartbreak, boy. but <laughs> we had a phenomenal week out there. Um, last year was my first time going out west, actually with the bow in my hand which was um, unbelievable i i if you have not tried elk hunting or if you haven't really looked at it much oh man it's it is incredible just being archery elk hunting is just unreal being that close to those giant animals having a bugle they are so they're such a challenge right such a challenge especially with the with the you know topography you're you're looking at the wind shifts and the thermals and just oh yeah bow hunting elk is such a challenge and um came up empty-handed last year had a couple of close encounters they just never worked out me and uh, my hunting partner he almost flung an arrow but um there was a decent amount of us in the group and one of them was able to harvest a nice six by six on you know public land on federal land and another guy um he hit one a little bit back and we couldn't recover but uh, it's always devastating that happens, but right. it happened. That's that's bow hunting sometimes, but um, but yeah, planning on going back this year. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, when are you? When so, are you guys? Are you going to Montana again? When are you guys headed out? Yep. Yeah, we're headed out there. Like it's, I believe it's the second week. We're starting out there in the second week of the season, which is what September. Like, so I, actually, we're headed out there like over the ninth and tenth. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yep. Looking forward to that. Hopefully. Hopefully the red action will be pretty good, and hopefully there'll be good bugling. But 
you never know. It's like it's public land, it's federal land, and you're just going out there and helping there's some elk around. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think that that's the thing for me is like my exposure has been very, very minimal to Western hunting. Um, so that's kind of been my goal is to try and dabble a little bit more on the other side of the Mississippi. Um, I've killed tons and tons of whitetails and, and turkeys and you know all those things and you know coyotes everything else on on this side but i'd like to get on some different kinds of game and and i've got a group of buddies and um myself and one of the guys cooter our editor um you know we're talking about making that trip to colorado in the fall and i'm trying to put all those pieces together now to do the same thing so hopefully we'll probably be out there about the same time you are and hopefully we can all get together and then we can share our our uh our creative videos that we created afterwards (laughs) (laughs) yeah hopefully yeah last year i didn't even most of us didn't film that much we're like we're trying to kill an animal (laughs) like as soon as as soon as if i was able to kill one on the first or second day then i'd film the rest of the time but before that (laughs) sometimes it's it's just like okay it's tough we just gotta kill some critters here because it is so tough yeah especially with everybody having you know what i mean if you go out there and you got a group of guys and everybody's got tags and you don't have a dedicated guy to run camera the whole time right It's tough to pull, you know, you're going to draw straws in the morning and go, okay, who's going to shoot or not shoot. And And, and that's exactly why we self film here in Michigan. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because nobody's like, I mean, it's just like we we do a a pretty unique thing for for Turkey, uh, especially on opening day. And guys, you'll have to just tune in to um, us and we'll have that up for you as far as what we do here pretty soon um for the opener of turkey that that we've done it before and it it worked out great so it's kind of a unique thing that we do but nobody ever wants to run the command center when we do that so um, (laughs) last year last year scott ran it and he was like i'm not doing it again he was like 27 cups of coffee deep and yeah he was like this is stupid i've been up since 3 30 in the morning doing all this and you know so he said i'm out this year so, but it, it's kind of a, it's a cool, unique thing that you'll have to check it out. It's, it's something that we do on the opener of Turkey here, um, at top 10 and, uh, we're trying to, you know, integrate some other things and, you know, obviously we've got something new in the works all the time, um, and trying to just drive, um, more content and drive, um, you know, more things and, and you guys at fourth arrow have helped tremendously so far. And obviously with our relationship and whatnot, you know, it's, it's going to just keep building. And I'm sure you and I will be talking multiple times on, on crazy stories and things that we, you know, either need or, or, um, how we can, we can help the other guy next to us, you know, or the guy out there at the shows that are asking those questions and going, how do I do this, Dan or Joe, and what can we do, um, you know, to, to film with our camera or we, we can answer all those questions, you know, reach out to us, you know, we're, we're always willing to to help or if you want pointers or you know obviously check out all of our content you guys have a ton of stuff on youtube as well um uh, as as well as we do uh carbon tv for us um from a video standpoint you know we we run a lot of stuff we've got some new turkey stuff up there right now i think we got four we got four maybe five new turkey hunts out right now on carbon for this season and we'll have more as things go on and i'm i'm headed south here in in a couple weeks to do that as well um, so it's going to be, it'll be a busy spring and again, hopefully we can trade a bunch of stories or, you know, if I fill tags and you need somebody to run camera, you holler at me and I'll come up there and run them for you too. So we're not far yeah, away. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to be back out chasing something. I went coyote hunting a couple weeks ago. That was a blast, but yeah. uh, I'm ready to chase some, chase some gobblers. Yeah. Anytime you want to do some of that too, you let me know. I mean, we get, 
get you on some stuff down there. And, uh, you know, I know you guys got a lot of guys that run up that direction too. I got some guys that run that way as well. But, um, well, I think what we'll do here is what else? We'll try and wrap things up, Joe. I mean, we're, we're looking at uh, a pretty, pretty strong 50 minutes at this point. So we won't, we won't bore anybody with our technical side anymore, but anything else you want to add about fourth arrow wind set or final rest and, you know, or filming or yourself, you, what, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I think we pretty much on the camera side of it, we covered, I want to say, most everything. On the POV side, though, I think I'll just make quick reference to this since turkey season's coming up. If you want to have a lot of fun with the POVs, um, we do have our POV stake or mini tripod. And the cool thing with that is a lot of us will set up those right next to our decoys. Mm -hmm. And if we're hunting in a blind, what we'll often do is put them out by the decoy, you know, several feet away, those wide angle cameras, you know, makes it look pretty far, but, um, and then point it back toward your blind. So it's a super cool angle. Um, one of our, one of our guys on our Michigan whitetail pursuit team, um, this last year got a super cool hunt. A couple of, I want to say first Jake's came in the morning and then some Tom's came in or something. I don't know. It was a super cool hunt because you see it like from the reverse perspective, you see these turkeys come in right next to the decoys you watch them play with that and then you can watch you know the hunters basically in the blind shoot them so that's really cool and then some guys um, will also use those for you know white tails aren't as predictable right Right, we we wish we knew exactly where they're going to come in right um, some guys will use it for white tails as well and with those remotes you can turn them on and off right Um, but i've seen some phenomenal footage um, of guys putting it out by their you know, buck decoy, you know, so if you ever run a buck decoy, perfect spot for that. So, um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers the camera arm side. Um, if you're interested in checking out the shooting rest side, um, a lot of the components on our shooting rest side are cross compatible with our camera arm side. So if you already have a filming tripod and you want to just get a gun clamp rest, um, to do some coyote hunting, sight the gun in, you know, get the kids set up for youth season, whatever, um, definitely check out the final rest, um, shooting system side of things um and you know like we talked about wind sign as well feel free to check that out as well we got bear seasons coming up if anybody's doing some bear hunting we've got some some super effective bear sense i killed a nice black bear right over our uh, definite shot scent so oh nice um but yeah that kind of that kind of wraps all that up um but yeah if you if you just want the link to to be able to go to all three you can just go to fourtharrow.com and that has links to pretty much everything so right yeah and then it'll drive you to each individual one and, and we didn't cover all yep. the scents and everything that you guys have for the wind scent but you guys have a ton of stuff whitetail and, and even predator scents and things like that yep, just, for sure. yep. i don't know what's going on sorry about the background noise guys my um archer my dog is decided that he's gonna you know, scratch himself for 10 minutes here in the last end of the call, but <laughs> sorry. So none, nonetheless, you know, um, I think it's, uh, it's great to, to see what you guys are doing, Joe, from all aspects. And, and we obviously appreciate the relationship that, that we have and, um, continue to also encourage the, the folks out there and listeners to come into the store headquarters. Um, you guys are a Michigan based company. So out of the Grand Rapids market. So we, we try and keep a lot of stuff like that here. Um, and, uh, usually the stuff is pretty readily available. If we don't have it in stock at headquarters, I can get with Joe. We can usually have it in a couple days. Um, or if I'm in that market, I can even pick it up and have it even sooner. So, um, nonetheless, uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in with us and, uh, thanks again, Joe, for joining me and 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. And uh, you guys all have a great day. And thanks for thanks for joining me on the Top Ten Percent Podcast. And like once again, check out fourtharrow.com. <laughs>